0: Welcome to the Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hopple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. And you guys are listening to Fired Up Podcast. Uh, We are the number one fitness and all fitness things related podcast (laughs) out there. If you guys uh, are not aware, Cam and I talk about fitness uh, quite a bit, obviously, and we also talk about a number of different things, but we tie everything back into fitness and the fitness principles that we understand and we've learned over our young years attached to the topic so thanks for being part of the podcast today
1: oh yeah dude I'm on a uh, I'm on a bit of a kick my kick is uh fitness influencer YouTube I've been dipping my toe back into guys let me tell you this good fitness influencers started with these and ended with Rich Piana dude that's <laughs> It. I'm serious guys. If you want, well, those, those were like the golden, those are the golden years. Oh dude. When you, when YouTube fitness was like first kind of starting, I remember like dude, Calem von Moger, wherever the hell he went. And like David laid was freaking in high school and ha- bought a drone. Like, Oh dude. It was just like, it was so positive. It was so good, dude. And like rich Piana, this just massive tattooed, roided out guy. And just like really encouraging. Like that's yeah. the guy that you'd see at the gym, right? And you'd be intimidated. You're a like, big dude. That guy's going to make fun of me if I'm not like, if I'm not strong, if I don't look a certain, but he'd be like, no dude, like go kick some ass. Like you can do this. Like that was, those were the best videos.
0: Dude, you know, <laughs> this is, this is like such a weird way to, to phrase this, but um, I, I use, and I've talked about this previously on the podcast, but when uh when this very important person in my life passed away, I was like, man, he was so influential and so um such a big part of, of my life and he changed the world to be better, to be positive, right? And I was like, man, those shoes, they're so big, you know, how do they get filled. And I was like, it's up to me. Cam. <laughs> it's up to us, dude. We have to we have to bridge the gap. Rich Piana is gone, okay? He's not coming back <laughs> and now. And uh, this is like a sick way to make this joke, but it's true. We have to, we have to be the fitness industry that we wanted as kids. And we have to provide that for other people. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, be maybe. And
1: that's why, <laughs> that's why Andrew and I are hopping on trend ASAP and <laughs> getting jacked and tatted and all that, dude. I'll, okay, guys, dude, I'm, do I'm little, getting like, ready
0: for my first tattoo. I'm just kidding. (laughs)
1: Dude, I was going to say, Andrew's been saying that for, I think we're going on seven years now. Yo, dude, I'm getting it. This is the year.
0: We're always getting ready for it.
1: That Rose getting on my body a year later. Dude, dude, this (laughs) is it. It's happening. Oh, my God. Dude, Dude, Andrew, Uh... let's just do a little segment on fitness influencers i think that'd be kind of funny okay
0: hold on hold on i gotta tell you this because you 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 reminded me you want to know what i thought would be a really cool tattoo that i'm like what i don't know if i'd ever want to get that on my body now kind of cringy what i wanted to get god is love (laughs) on my body and i was like i was like okay i'm looking back at that i'm like why would that be a tattoo that i want
1: I don't know. It'd be kind of weird if it was like if you think about like aesthetically, it'd be kind of weird if it was in like Times New Roman on your body. You'd have to get it. Times New Roman. (laughs) Dude, that's honestly, that's why people get stuff. That's why wingdings. That's why people get it in like Greek. Or they get it in a language that looks cool, but has the same meaning. That's all that's like all people do. They're, yeah, man, this is like slave and free in Hebrew. It's like Yeah, that, like, that's kind of cool. They're
0: on either one of my palms.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, if you just got the word in English, "slave" and "free," it'd be like, dude, were you in prison? Like, what? Like, why do you? What the heck? But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's like cringy. It's only cringy if you think it is. Like, if you like it, cr- just get it. Cringe is a perception. And I don't think tattoos, honestly. As someone who has, I think I have like seven tattoos. I'm starting to realize, dude, they don't all have to have like the super deep meaning. Like once you just get what you want, just get even if you think it just looks cool. And you're like, wow, like, I really, really like this. Okay, dude, but whatever.
0: this is this is how I wanted to get God is love. And this is why it's I feel like it's kind of cringy. I wanted to get it like in like God is love underneath it, like a big block on my back my top right back. And I was like, Oh, that'd be so cool. Like that's, that sounds horrible. Aesthetically, you know, where, where is that going to like show really well? How is that going to yeah, look like yeah. it's not even like small or thin or whatever.
1: <laughs> it's just, you just have, like, why massive, would you want to get that? Massive black, like bubble letters. On yeah. Your that's body. what,
0: that's what I wanted when I was like 19. I was like, that would be yeah, so man. sick. See, that's yeah, the, isn't... that's the fear I have.
1: Yeah. But, that's a pretty dumb idea. Like yeah, I feel why like have now that why you're, have
0: fear where you can have regret and just do it, right?
1: Yeah, right. No, but now that you're older, you'd make a better choice. Like you'd think like, Oh, how's it gonna look on my body? Like you'll think about that more rather than just like do the bigger the better and let's just do it. Like no, I, that's dumb. That's a dumb way of thinking about it. But
0: you really you really think that you have confidence in me? I I think I do a better job at
1: Do I think you can come up with a do I think you can do a better job than when you were 19? Yeah, I yeah, I think you can I think you can. Do you oh, think careful. you can?
0: Oops, oops, whoopsies.
1: You just complimented <laughs> me, Cam. Thanks. Yeah, I compliment, yeah. And oh my god, dude. Do you think you could do a better job? Yeah, I think so. Than, Thanks. When you were 19. Oh, that's I think
0: I can because you think I can. And I that, my friends, is lock. the power of full confidence in your friends.
1: That's right. Andrew's self-confidence is based off my opinion of him and that's the go, way go be
0: that for be. somebody else this week everybody all right we'll see yeah. you next one
1: i see <laughs> that's good i'm gonna get a couple tattoos this winter but well i want to we'll see if i do <laughs> a I'll couple think I'm yeah like, i think i'm getting andrew is love <laughs> love <laughs> yeah yeah love yeah 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 no but andrew let's do it
0: Wait, wait. So, so that's what? your that's that's where your money's going. The uh, the personal training money. Cam Cam brings himself back to the fitness industry so he can ink up.
1: That, yeah, so I can get tatted the hell up, dude. No, um, you know what we should do? What? Get, we matching, get matching
0: matching rich Piana spider web in the elbow tattoo.
1: Oh my god. No, we'll both just get one day you may across our chest <laughs> with the five. With the 5% nutrition logo. (laughs) And then then also, like, his half gallon jug with, like, uh oh, -oh, cocoa pebbles. Like, dude, that was his thing. He'd always be like, uh oh, oh, cookie. And it'd be like a protein cookie or something. What? You don't remember him doing that? No. He'd be making, dude, all right, guys. So, Rich Piana, guys, look up Rich Piana. Look up Bigger by the Day or Leaner by the Day video. Listen,
0: I don't care if you're the 45 year old mom that we're friends with or, You're 27 and you want to be shredded. Look Rich Piana up right now. He is the,
1: dude, all-time favorite fitness influencer. Like, I'm not not even joking. He's awesome. But he'd, so guys, he'd make these massive, like, pre-workout shakes. It'd be like a half-gallon jug. And he'd put, like, a ton of, like, milk and his supplements. Actually, I think he did water. But then one thing he would do, he'd put cereal in them. And he'd do this thing. Guys, picture this massive guy with like gorilla hands and he's grabbing a box of cereal, which looks like a freaking box of Tic Tacs. And he'd be like, huh, uh-oh, <laughs> cocoa pebbles. <laughs> like that was just his <laughs> thing. He'd just say, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, it was funny, dude. He had a good personality. But who are, right, Andrew, before we continue with this fitness influencer conversation, who, who are your favorite? Because my, my personal favorite is going to be Rich Piana? Who's your top guy, dead or alive? Um, and it can be for entertainment purposes. It can be for knowledge. I mean, whatever.
0: I mean, I think, I think Rich is up there. I think he is just, there's a lot of nostalgia attached. I, I, I'm a big fan of nostalgia, period, right? And I'm a, I mean, that's why we, we talked about it. If you guys have been listening for a little while, we talk about the good old days and the good old the good old days they get me they really do the whole concept of looking back and even when things aren't perfect or even things that like suck i always look back and i'm like man those are the good old days hmm. that was that was when x y and z was really good or whatever and um like being being dirt poor and living in palatine and cam and i starting this podcast together it was just like the best time yeah. in the world with no responsibilities. And we can look back at that, you know, with fond memories, even though at the time I was so, I was under so much distress. I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not doing what I, what I got to do. I'm not building the, the thing I want to build. Um, and I'm sure we'll do it here later. You know, I was talking to Cam about stressors that we have regarding the, the P10 gym. And it's incredible. I mean, it's all positive stress to have because we're having some major growing pains, but I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, man, those are the good old days when we were doing the 16 hour days, got no minimal (laughs) responsibilities outside of that, you know, besides the whole wife and life thing. But I look at, I look at it the same way with fitness influencers or want to call them bodybuilders or whatever. You know, I, I think I look back at the, the older times, you know, you're talking Rich Piana. You're talking Ronnie Coleman. I want to talk about everybody's favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, yeah, even just um, it's fun to see people's stories. I think I used to, when I was a kid, I was, like, envious or I was, I had a lot of, like, nervous. I wasn't envious because I was never, like, really mad, I don't think. Maybe a few times I would I would get upset if I saw somebody else doing well. Most of the time it was like a positive thing, you know? And a lot of these, hmm. there were a lot of people who were coming up that were like around our age or a little older or whatever. And it was exciting, right? To see people doing well or building their, their following or building their fitness careers on social media. You know what I mean, Cam?
1: Yeah. Like you see and some it would, kid with a camera turn into yeah. this like sensation.
0: Yeah. And it would be, it would be like motivating and exciting for me. And I'm like, man, you know, when's going to be, when's gonna be our turn to kind of build something really cool and to, to do something unique, you know? Um, so I look back at all that stuff and, you know, you can, you can say Christian Guzman, you know, to see him go ahead and start literally a a similar path that I did, but actually be wildly successful from, from the get-go with it, right? With the, the personal training stuff into the, the athletic apparel into the gym ownership. I mean, I have a very similar path that he does, but, You know, I'm one one hundredth of a size (laughs) of where (laughs) where they're at, right? And um, putting that conservatively, I just have tons of nostalgia for that era. The era, and like, because you referenced Kalen Von Moger too. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was while we were recording or prior. But all these things, all these people from like 2007, 2008, up through... I would say 2016, 2017, that was like the golden era for me in terms of like the internet is still really building, social media is starting to get really popular and nobody really understands anything. People were still on like long ass forums. Like nobody was doing, like Vine was a big thing for a hot second, but nobody was doing these video, like quick little video with no context. Everyone was doing YouTube. They were doing Forums, they were doing. They maybe podcasting started a little bit, but podcasting wasn't even super big. It was just starting to get there when we started our podcast. I would say, would you agree?
1: Oh yeah, dude. pot Okay. <clears throat> there's actually a. Podcast, Sorry, I went on a little bit of
0: a tangent there.
1: There's a podcast that blew up the whole sector of podcast. It was like a, a criminal one about this guy Adnan Syed that got like wrongfully accused. And dude, I remember all of a sudden. Everyone was like talking about podcasts because everyone listened to that story. It was so well done. It was so interesting. And then people were like, wait a minute. Podcasts are really cool. And then the next like dude from like twenty from twenty like seventeen, twenty nineteen, podcasts definitely started to like rumble more. And then they just took off. Like and it's like just insane. Once people realized, like, oh maybe I can do that, then it like it just exploded. But yeah, you have like golden era of like influencers. And nowadays, dude, i I found these new influencers. I think I really like. Like I I wish I I wish I saw them when I was like in high school. I mean, they they're younger than us. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was in high school today, oh, dude, I wish I would find them. They're like mini like modern day rich pianos. So they're <laughs> and they're just idiot meatheads dude they're just they're like we love to lift we love to get jacked and strong and they just say whatever they want and they're funny the trend twins have you seen these guys or no who the trend twins is what they it's what they go by they're they're from michigan i I don't know (laughs) apparently what dude they are they are a riot dude they're just these two like 21 year old twins who are just j- like, they're pretty short and they're pretty like jacked and they just love lifting and they're video. I mean, dude, they're just, you could just tell they're like the best of friends and they're, they're fun to watch, man. Like they are, I feel like a, a lot of people might not like them because they come off as like aggressive meatheads, But if, if I don't know, People like you and me that like love to work out and like love to lift, they're so entertaining. You got to check these guys out. They're they're so funny. What do you,
0: what do you like about them?
1: Well, so they so they're similar to Rich Piana in the fact that like they're really like encouraging. Okay. Like you know when they're talking to the camera or like their audience or whatever, like I feel like they want to they want to make fitness more positive and make it more fun. But also, you're coupling that with like, dude, when you're in the gym, like you're gonna work really hard. But that doesn't mean you can't have fun while you do it. It doesn't mean you know you should be encouraging other people. Like, I don't know. They were they okay? So there's speaking of another young influencer that you've probably seen, and I just found out of this guy in the past couple of weeks. This guy, Alex Eubank. Have you heard of this guy? No, not at all dude, he is, he is going to be one of the top influencers coming up here. He's like the natty aesthetic guy right now. And he's, he's blowing up and okay. he made a really good point. Cause he was, he was on a podcast with these trend twins and, uh, and he was saying, he's like, you know, it's really, it's really weird that cause he'll, he'll get like copycats of him. Like there'll be like 13 year old kids that are starting to get into lifting and they they want to kind of look like him so they'll get like a middle part in their hair you know they'll kind of like have his look and they'll be posing like he does and in the comments it'll be a bunch of like negativity or like dude like what are you even flexing like you have no muscle you're just you're like a wannabe Alex Eubanks all this stuff and he was saying how like it's weird how You'd think the fitness community would be really positive and uplifting. Like, you'd think if there's like a 13, 14 year old kid that's getting into working out, starting to pose, all that stuff, you'd like to think that the comments would be like, oh, dude, like, keep going, man. Like, you know, what? I, like, just encouragement. Cause when you're in the gym, it's like everyone's there to get better. So, why is it that when it comes to like using your words and social media, people can be so negative? And I thought that was a, I thought that was a good point. It's like, dude, yeah. If I see if a reel pops up and it's got like 11 likes and it's this guy posing, dude, leaving a like and a comment can do a lot. Like yeah. saying like, dude, dude, keep going, man. You're you're killing it. Like from a person that he, that he doesn't even know, like that can do a lot. Like why not just spread some more encouragement and like, I don't know, encourage people to Stay on the path that they're on. Maybe like, I don't know. Dude, just think about it. What if like someone's like starting to like post stuff and they're like excited about fitness and then they just get shit on and then it like discourages them from continuing to work out. Like that's horrible.
0: 100%. I hope that doesn't,
1: I hope that doesn't happen, dude. Like that's why, I don't know. In a weird way, it's like, dude, liking someone's video and leaving a comment like that can mean a lot to people now, especially nowadays, like younger generation do a lot of stuff on social media and it's like, yeah, you could, you could really help someone out just by doing something basic.
0: And that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of the mindset that I've been trying to put on myself too is, you know, once again, who's going to fill the shoes if, you know, it's, it's funny. Right. But if Rich beyond is gone and he was creating all that positive content and helping educate younger generations about fitness and, bodybuilding and all that who's going to do it now right right it's up to us Yeah, totally it's up to the it's up to the other people who are we're going to pass that torch because you know and maybe that's the hard part because you're going to get backlash right you're going to be in a situation where you're a poser you're fake you know people are, are saying you know, who are you like who are you to do this stuff like <laughs> Think about it, this in the context of the podcast. When when we started this stupid podcast, who people were like, who the fuck are these guys? Why are Cam and Andrew doing a podcast? And then it became a joke, and then it became a thing. And now there's rapport because it's been 4 years, right? And yeah. now it's, you know, <laughs> it's like appreciated to some extent, but you have to whenever you want to do something new, whenever you want to try to Help fill the shoes of something positive or or bridge the gap or become something. You're going to have to start doing it and you're going to have to become that thing eventually. And every single time people are going to say, Kim, that's not you. You've never been that. Why Why do you think that you can do this stuff? right?" Mm. And you have to yeah. continue. You have to not stop. You have to ignore it. And then you change. You get better. You provide value, maybe, if it is something that's going to provide value for other people, or you build yourself up enough to become undeniable in what you're doing so that people look to you. You know, when I was, um, I mean, think about this. We could just use us for reference, because we don't know who's listening right now, for our our fitness stuff. When, When I started doing fitness stuff, you know, I'd never been a fitness guy. I'd never, obviously, when I started when I was 19- I had never been super in shape. I'd never been big, strong, whatever. My friends, my friend groups at the time, my parents, my family, nobody knew me as the fitness guy. Why would they? I would never had anything consistency-wise or had created anything incredible for myself or provided any value or shared any information. And then over time, we're 10 years in just about at this point, right? 28 right now. I was 19 when I started. And where are we? I'm the go-to. I've become the go-to guy for fitness in all my friend circles, in my family, in, uh, in the community. And how did we do that? I just fucking did it. I, I continued to do it day after day, week after week, year after year. And then guess what? You know, Lord willing, we'll be around. But whether you like it or not, 10 years is going to come and go. If you're 18 listening to this right now, you're going to be 10 years older at one point. And where are you going to be at that point? I
1: mean, that's a good thought. I, I mean, think it applies know, when, to
0: what we were talking about earlier today too, Cam, off the, off the call. You mm-hmm. know, 10 years down the line, we're going to be farther into our careers. Where do we want to be?
1: I mean, and going to be close to 40. It's like, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. But, you know, I think one thing it's like, you know, people, it, people that are close to you, you like to think that you know them. Right. I mean, that's actually a really important part of being close to someone like at this point. If if you and I are hanging out and something happens, I can almost get a sense of exactly how you'll react. Right. So th- there's that part where it's like there should be some predictability. So when, you know, this is something to really think about, guys. If you're someone in your family, let's say like you're like you're like Andrew. You're like, I'm not really a fitness person. Like I don't really like working out. I don't really you know, just kind of do whatever. And my whole family is like that, which is honestly, I'd say pretty average. Most people, they're like, I should work out more, but realistically, I'm not going to. Um, It's a pretty small population of people that consistently work out, right? So if you go Lone Ranger and try to, you know, eat a little bit healthier or even just track what you eat a little bit, working out three to four times a week, the people around you, and kind of rightfully so, they're like, oh, whoa, hey, hang on. Whoa, 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 dude. Wh- what's going on? Well, you're changing drastically. And th- that's like, that means that they might have to relearn who you are if you're going to become a different person. And yeah, dude, people aren't going to really like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it what's makes important. Some uncomfortable, right? Right. Well, you're, you're entering into unknown. You're like, well, dude are you going to be someone who's totally different? And am I not going to like you? Am I going to, you know, there could be many thoughts going through your head. That's why I think it's important. Like, dude, you got to have conversations with, if you're like a spouse in your family and you have kids or whatever. Yes, Andrew.
0: (laughs) I use this little uh, hand raise thing.
1: That was hilarious. I'm like, Andrew, it said like Andrew's raising his hand. (laughs) I was just going to say,
0: I was going to say, it's almost like, the, the thought that comes to mind, I think, very often when when this takes place is like, who do you think you are? You know, when, when people try to be different, when they try to apply these attributes, because we talk about this quite a bit, I think, when you want to become something, you have to apply the attributes of that version of yourself and you have to execute them regularly. Mm-hmm. But the thought that comes to mind for a lot of people when that takes place or the feelings that they get are, "Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you can be this? You've never been that." I think right. we get that too sometimes, right?
1: Well, and that's why it's like, I mean, well, one, that's a good way to figure out who your real friends are, because if one of my friends, like, one actually, you know what, dude, one of my friends, one of my good, fr- my best man for my wedding, my my, other, I have two Andrews in my life, my other Andrew, he's like, he's like, dude. I stepped on the scale, weighed 210. I'm like, I gotta make a change. And so he he's what you he's kind of experimenting with his diet a little bit. He wants to, he wants to try intermittent fasting. I'm like, dude, just try it. Like, that's a part of the fun of it, right? And he's enjoying it. He's trying to, he's lifting three to four times a week. And could you imagine if I was like, dude, you're wasting your time, or you know, what it's like what kind of shitty friend am I? So that's a good way to find out who your friends are. But I also think it's really smart. If you're, if you're married, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta talk to your spouse. Like when Abby wants to try something with, um, with her diet, she'll be like, Hey, like, I want to kind of adjust our dinners this way. I want to see how it reacts with like with my gut or, you know, whatever she, and I have that conversation and then we move forward as opposed to like just changing stuff and being like whoa what are all these cuz then i'm caught off guard right so like guys talk to your people like intentionally build a support system of like hey i want to be healthier i want to improve myself so then that way they don't they don't feel like dude you're leaving me behind like what's going on like then they're a part of that with you right and i mean hopefully they would just naturally support you man that would be ideal
0: right so i have some friends um some people I work with and gym members remote who have been dealing with, you know, the negative side of that. And I think that's actually very common, especially people who are close to them, family members, even sometimes. And it's been conversations quite a few I've had over the last few months where people are outright negative, especially about that fitness stuff. Or they say, Oh, you're getting too strong, right? Or your what? your sh- your shoulders it, are getting too big. Or, wait, is that
1: something? Is too strong actually something that someone has said?
0: Yes, and it's also been like your shoulders are getting too big. You know, they you look too strong. You look like you're getting too muscular. Um, you don't look like, and it's like it's it's always of course to women, right? Hmm. And it's a it's a really effed up mindset. Especially to and, and it's so so tough when it's significant others or it's um, spout or spouses rather. If it's family, like a mother, you know, sometimes older generations have specific or particular mindsets of what women should be doing and what they should look like. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a you know a parent to a kid, and it's been it's been tough to navigate for a lot of people. You know, I I've talked to. Over the last few months and it's been happening i've been hearing it quite a bit or there's a fear of oh why are you doing this stuff you know you're going to and it's like re- reinforcing the the pseudoscience that we know is not true right Cam? oh you're going to get too bulky you're not going to have you know the your feminine figure or whatever and we know that weight training and the things that we do the things that we prescribe for people actually enhance your feminine figure or mm-hmm. a feminine figure Um, They make you more compact. They make you healthier. They make you look better and feel better. Truly, honestly, 100%. Mm -hmm. But when somebody who's very, very close to you, and this is the hard part, and this is what is so important about picking your spouse and then having that communication with your spouse and saying, I need you to support me, especially in things that are going to make me better. Even if you don't approve them all the time, even if you don't understand them, I need your support, though because mm-hmm. if that if that spouse or if that family member that parents is is consistently being negative inside of the things that you're actively pursuing for yourself it's going to create a lot of emotional turmoil and you're probably not going to be as successful if any successful for what you're trying to accomplish inside of fitness
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean that's the thing dude like this whole like lone wolf mentality is just honestly kind of bullshit like your people in your life have a great effect on you I mean that's just the way it is like the odds of someone getting into this whole fitness thing by themselves no support not even no support but actively go like discouraging them do the odds of them sticking with it are so low if the five closest people around them are like dude what are you doing it's like And keeping those people in your life and becoming successful in your fitness is almost like, it's such a low percentage of you doing that. And that's a really, you know, it's a real shame what you just said about like a spouse saying like, you're getting too strong, your shoulders are too defined or, you know, whatever. It's like that, all that, all that says to me is since one spouse is improving greatly, it's making the other spouse self-conscious because they're seeing what they could be too. They're like, "Oh, dude, do I have to improve now? I don't want to I don't want to do that. That's hard. If I just bring them down, we can maintain what we had." Right? It that's all it is. You're just becoming self-conscious. And that's not like uh there's a lot of ways to think about being self-conscious. Same thing like like you can get self-conscious if you go to a gym. If I go to if I go to my gym and I see a guy that is Benching three plates, one of my goals for this year, I kind of get self-conscious. I'm like, dude, that's the ideal that I want. And they have it. It's like, that makes me feel not even necessarily like inadequate, but just it, it, it's a little sobering. Right. So like when you see your spouse, like improving and doing something that secretly you kind of wish you had, mm-hmm. it it sobers you up a little bit. And a lot of people don't like that. It's like, it's natural to not like it. It's not a good feeling.
0: It's, I think that's a very it's a very good evaluation the, the feeling of inadequacy especially when somebody's so close to you um, it's tough and it it's sobering I, I guess maybe maybe not it's it's not sobering but it's confusing I would say because the the feelings are so conflicting and especially if you love somebody you want them to be healthy, you want them to be strong but if you have the incorrect mindset and I'm going to call it the incorrect mindset of this is not how this person is that I love. This is not how um, I would want this person to be because it's making me uncomfortable. You're going to have a Mm -hmm. skewed mindset or outlook on that person and you're going to influence them the wrong way. I mean, imagine in a situation, if you had one of these damaged mindsets and your spouse was trying to better themselves and you were the reason that they stopped and then you realize that, and you saw them gain 10 pounds back and they were unhealthier and they, they were more depressed. They had less energy. They didn't feel good. And you were the reason because you were saying, Hey, you're, you're getting too strong. You know, you're going to, you're going to mess up the the figure that I like, right? You're going to lose, lose weight where I like it or whatever. The weird things that people say with a skewed mindset like that, mm-hmm. right? That would be hard to deal with. I think that would be really, really tough because eventually I think people do kind of get there. They start to under, Oh man, you know what? It is my fault. And then you have to, once again, maybe it's a a polar opposite situation where now the the other party's trying to encourage both of them to, to get healthier or to get more active. Mm -hmm. It's a tough situation. I, I want to talk about because we we had some pretty good references or you had some pretty good references prior to starting this podcast today, Cam, for how we could help people better understand fat loss or weight loss and all that. And I, I recently wrote about I, I wrote about that in an article, and I'm currently trying to write a book. Not trying to, I am writing a book about it. You know, we're many chapters deep now. I'm I'm probably about forty percent done with it. Um, Mm -hmm. on this very topic. So I thought when you said that prior to recording, we should talk about that today. So why don't you prompt us with what that could look like?
1: Yeah. So I think the, the part of it that's on my mind is when you're losing weight, how do you determine if you're doing it, I guess, lack of a better word, if you're doing it correctly, or what weight are you losing? Like, let me, let me tell you this. I had to get a, a medical procedure done. I don't know in the past eight months. I lost. I was. I weighed 173 pounds by the time it was over because it involved 24 hours of fasting and I lost a ton of water weight. Well, where did, so, where did you start? I lost 20 pounds. I how, I weighed one. How long was this process? I lost 20 pounds in. Mm, I don't know. It was probably between 36 and 48 hours. Something like that. All, almost. I mean. All of it pretty much water weight. I gained it. Right you back. you serious? So 20 able- pounds? Yeah. Well, think about this, man. My in body. 111 pounds of me. Is water. That's a lot of water to lose. Right? So. It was about 11% of your body weight. I don't want to go into like TMI of how I lost all that water weight. I'm sure you guys can assume. Um, but you know, when someone is that starting is their enough. Yeah, right. When someone is starting to lose weight. Okay, so we're, let's assume a few things. They're tracking and they know they're in a caloric deficit. Um, th- and let's say they're they're training anywhere between three to five times a week. How are they going to de- determine what weight they're losing, right? Are they losing fat? Are they losing water? Are they losing muscle? All, you know, yada, yada, yada.
0: Question, why is this important?
1: It's important because you don't want to just lose weight. No one just wants to lose weight. I mean, well, some people, they might just want a number on the scale and that, that doesn't really make sense because if I wanted to get down to like, let's say 175, oh dude, I did it. All water weight with that medical procedure, right? So you think people want to people lose fat. They always say, I want to lose weight. I want to lose my love handles. I want to lose whatever. It's always fat, right? And so the tricky thing is, I think if you just aren't consistent with weighing yourself, and again, this is if your goal is fat loss. I think, and Andrew, I'd love to hear what you would add or if you disagree. I think there's at least two things you should be doing, Andrew. You should be weighing yourself every morning. The second thing, you should be taking progress pictures maybe once or twice a week. Because and, and here's why. Tracking, don't really care about your weight every day. Care about what the average weight is week after week. And if it's consistently chipping down, then I would say you're, probably on the right path because you might have a day where you wake up and you weigh two pounds more. You might wake up one day and you weigh three pounds less. And I mean, your water weight can fluctuate dramatically, right? So that's why you take the average of each week and you see how it progresses over four to six weeks. Is it trending down consistently? Probably a good thing. You couple that with, Hey, I've got six to eight weeks of progress pictures. How's the, you're not dude. It's like your hair. You don't notice your hair growing and you don't really notice your body changing on a daily basis, right? So tracking that as well and saying, Hey, my love handles are actually coming in a little bit. Oh, I got, I got this a little more definition in my shoulders or, you know, whatever may have you. Those I think are two really good ways to make sure that you're losing fat. You might be losing a little bit of muscle too, but at least, you know, you're losing some fat. What do you think? Anything Anything that you would add?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you prescribe exactly what I actually recently prescribed um, a couple days ago to my latest conversation with a friend that I'm working with um, over at the P10 gym. We're actively trying to lean out for a wedding in um, mm. the fall slash late summer. So you got tons of time and we're getting anxious because we're not sure if the process is taking the place uh, the way that we want. And so I implemented more data collection, right? I said, "Okay, now we've got to it's been a couple of weeks, we're still anxious about it. Now we're going to pay more close attention to all the data points that we can collect or more of them, I should say." And so exactly what I said is, "Hey, I want you to weigh yourself every single day." Because I want you in a positive mindset to get used to that fluctuation because we're going to see, um, especially if we're on a, a um, cycle, um, not a steroid cycle, if we're on a, uh, a menstrual cycle, that's going to mess with our, our numbers on the scale, right? Your weight. If we're eating more salt the day before, if you're at a proper calorie deficit, your cortisol levels spike and that increases your body water retention. And so like you guys have maybe seen many times before, if if you're following us on social media, if you're reading articles that I'm writing, Cam writes every now and then every couple of years at p10gym.com, what we try to display and our buddy Scott has the perfect example of this textbook scenario. When you're in a proper calorie deficit, you're not going to be at a, a slope, decline, straight line. You're going to see with many check-in data points i should say or many weigh-ins this up and down all the way down if that makes sense almost like a very aggressive set of stairs so you're going to see down with a slight incline then down again with an incline down again and maybe a big incline at one point and then down again but it's not going to be a consistent loss all the way through where you're seeing that nice even slope but if we're not collecting as much data as we can for example if i was to weigh in on monday and then i lost weight on tuesday or my i lost body mass on tuesday but i didn't weigh in on tuesday and i waited until thursday to weigh in and that was a day i was bloated those two data points are the mm-hmm. same or maybe maybe i'm i'm more bloated than i was on monday so i have a higher a higher body mass weight and then i i don't weigh in on friday or saturday and those were low days and then i weigh in on sunday and then maybe On Sunday, I've lost a little bit and I'm back to where I was on Monday because that's a high now. (laughs) Like Those data points all of a sudden look like I've done shit all week. And Mm -hmm. that can be very, very tough, very debilitating mentally, right? But what Cam prescribed or what he suggested, especially for you guys who are trying to lean out, see change, muscle mass, whatever, check the data. So check your weight every single day, record it. We use the P10 fitness app. Very simple because we can put it in there. It's digitally recorded. And then we do a progress picture. Do the progress picture. See the difference every single day. And then you'll be able to see where you're at if you're bloated and say, oh, you know what? I do look a little bit bigger that day. you know, And I, I did weigh in more, but I'm at my calorie deficit. I'm eating the stuff that I need to eat. Okay. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. But I am following the plan. So let's see what the next two days look like. And you could set mm-hmm. some of those anxieties aside. If you don't have the full picture or more of the full picture, of course, you're going to be super anxious. That that scenario that I talked about with weighing in like three times a week on maybe coincidentally some higher days, that could screw up your mental tons. And it happens all the time.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's a, I mean, that's a good point. If you catch yourself on the wrong days consistently, it's like, oh, God. That's not that's not motivating at all. Like you need to collect like little wins or even just realize hey, this is a part of it. Like it's not going to be just trending down always, you know? Like like and what you said. It's like yeah, you might be maybe you had a uh, some fries last night or whatever and you're uh, extra sodium and you're hanging on to a little bit of extra water like do that and like making notes of that stuff. Like or same with like women if they're like on their cycle, maybe you're holding more water. If in your progress pictures, you can also kind of like make a note Oh well, that's why. That's why I look a little more bloated, or that's why I weighed in a little bit more. Then it's not just like, oh, this isn't for me. I'm not good at this. This is too challenging. It's like no. It's just, that's just a part of it. Like, dude, there are days, and think about this with like strength training too. There are days I make because I I've been tracking my workouts for oh man, dude, probably like two years now, like handwritten.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and he uses that that OG brown clipboard. Elementary school clipboard.
1: Hell yeah. I love my clipboard, dude. But like there are certain days weights I know I can lift for five reps. Doing them for three is tough. And then I think back. I'm like, hey, you know what, dude? You didn't sleep that well last night. You haven't drank that much water. Like think about it. And then it's not a mental game of I can't get strong or I'm weak or whatever. It's like, hey, you know what, dude? Dude, today was an off day today was xyz and then there are some days I'm like dude I'm feeling really strong I'm feeling good and you make a note of why so you got to track that stuff right otherwise your your brain like brains are really cool but they're also really dumb like they can trick you into making up lies and then believing them yeah. and then it makes you stop the the upward you know battle that is that getting to your goal right mm-hmm. so it's you have to almost use a little bit of data to combat your natural, like emotional thoughts, which we all have. They're not bad, they but they do happen, and they're not going to necessarily serve you always.
0: Yeah, I think those are all really great points. Um, in regarding to this, what else do you have about about this topic? What else would you like to capitalize on?
1: Well, one thing I liked that you said in your article is, you know, sometimes. The math, it, it makes sense, but it might not necessarily, like, I'm trying to think if I say this. It won't, like, work the way the math works on paper. So, like, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Actually, yesterday. Let, guys, let's say on average, you burn, let's just say 2,500 calories. Or no, let's do 3,000. On average, you burn 3,000 calories a day. And you're like, I'm going to do a deficit of 500 calories a day you think, okay, I'm going to lose a pound a week. Well, something that Andrew points out in his article is your metabolism is constantly trying to reach a homeostasis. It wants to maintain itself, right? Losing fat, if you if you cut your calories by 500, your metabolism is going to adjust over time. You can't just be at 500 calories or you can't just be at 2,500 for a year and lose 52 pounds. That's your body will reach homeostasis again. So, And also there's variables of how you're not just going to burn exactly 3000 calories a day. So there's going to be a little bit of variable in there as well. Um, But I think it's smart to have an aim like, okay, I got to be around this many calories and then stick with it. And then once you start slowing down progress, then maybe you, maybe you keep your calories the same, but you're like, Hey, I'm going to purposely move a little more. Or maybe I do cut some more calories, but you know it's like if you're at a baseline where you're already not eating that much. I mean, dude, if you got someone that's only eating fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred calories, cutting calories, it's like I don't know, man. I would almost rather say, hey, let's let's build up some calories here, you know, nice and slowly. Let your metabolism catch up as well, so you don't really gain a whole bunch of weight, get up to like 2,500 calories and then start cutting. Cause cutting calories when you're already eating low calories, I don't think is a necessarily the, the best way to do it.
0: What do you think? I would, I mean, the most important part is that we are weight training. Once again, obviously I'm going to plug that because that's what I preach at the gym. And that's what I truly believe. I preach it because I believe it. I believe that that's the end-all be-all for us to be successful here. We have to have regular weight training stimulus in order to promote that healthy metabolism um, and to retain the muscle mass in your frame. Like Cam started this conversation with, we want to target body fat versus your muscle mass in your frame. If you're not utilizing it, it's literally use it or lose it right? Your body's going to convert mass on your frame if you're in a calorie deficit into usable energy because you're not absorbing enough. I had a, a webinar that I talked about recently, did an entire macronutrient nutrition webinar, which was interesting that Cam wasn't in the audience of. Um, anyways, that's a different topic. And it was super successful and people got a lot out of it. But we were talking specifically about the law of thermodynamics and how we can't create energy, we, we can't destroy it, we have to pull it from somewhere if we're in that calorie deficit, and simply what we're doing is being very tactical with our fitness to make sure that we're retaining muscle mass while we're in that calorie deficit. Now, going beyond that, sorry if I'm going off in another direction, which I am, um, I want to I want to talk about like trying to understand and make sure that you are, when we're talking about calories and making sure that we're correctly assuming what our total daily expenditure is. Um, How do we do that? Because it's a pretty big part of the component, right? If you don't know what your calorie total is, um, you're kind of shooting in the dark and just trying to eat healthy, which is what everybody says, right? Mm -hmm. Recently, I've been reading a little bit more about you know, the the new I guess not new anymore, but I guess over the last decade, you know, fitness fitness trackers or Apple Watch mm-hmm. Fitbit, all of those have been getting a little bit more popular. And people are saying, Oh, you know, these things are pretty accurate. Other people are saying these things are shit. They don't know what they're doing. They're you know, they're super off. Looks like they are pretty accurate, especially when we're considering I haven't read as much about Fitbit these days, but Apple Watch is is getting things pretty well in terms of a decent assumption for where we're at um, for all things calorie calorie tracking, and it's just as, as as long as the the data that we're providing for the the tracker is accurate, and we wear it as much as we can, it'll be fairly accurate for um, what your total daily expenditure is, and then in that situation you set yourself up for success knowing whether where you're trying to gain muscle, lose fat, whatever inside of those. But you, you don't wear one. Do you cam?
1: No, I don't. I wore it for a while, but I kept bumping it against thresholds of doors and the screen cracked. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, this thing is, I busted this thing wide open, but then also you realize <clears throat> you do realize like, wow, I, you know, I wore it for over a year. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, On average, I burn, I don't know what it was at the time. It was like 2,500 calories a day or something like that. I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Like, I kind of know how much I burn on days that I don't work out versus days that I do and all that stuff. Like, you get a good idea of it. And even if, you know, guys, even if they're like 90 to 95% accurate, that's a lot better than you just guessing. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then at least it gives you a point to start off with where you're like, okay, I want my deficit to be X. Let's start with this, see how the weight and the body composition changes. And if it's not really changing they're like, Hey, maybe my tracker is overestimating how much I'm burning, but it's a lot better than just starting with, Hey, I'm just going to guess what I should be eating and go from there. It gives you a, a, at least a bit of a starting point. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I mean, once again, if you don't know where you're aiming for, then how are you going to be regularly um, proactive in terms of trying to plan out what your energy level looks like? And this right. isn't going to be a macronutrient podcast because we don't have time to go into the full depth of that. Um, and I think we've we've done that quite a few times. And I'm sure we will in the future. But just regarding making sure that we're standing top of those numbers, it's it's hugely important in the, the long haul of whatever you're trying to do, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, you know, I actually heard, I want to hear what you have to say about this. So, one guy that Andrew and I both like, I think you like him too, Alex Hormazzi.
0: You're going to say Alex right?
1: Apostle. Or, yeah, yeah. No, Alex Hormazzi is a business fitness guy, whatever. I like his videos because they, they, they have like tangible action behind them. So, one thing that he, the way that he does his diet, and I think this is an interesting way to do it, is, you, you, okay, so you have your calorie goal. You keep that in mind. You have your protein goal. Hit your protein goal. See it, like, make sure you hit your protein goal. However many calories he has left, he backfills. He makes sure that he hits his calories and he hits his protein. Anything between hitting his protein and his calories, he eats loosely, Whatever he wants, while maintaining underneath that caloric intake and hitting your protein goal, and I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. Actually, Mm -hmm. like that's that's a it makes it a little more simple. Um, Can
0: you give an example? example.
1: Okay, well, let let's say, I I guess a a more concrete example would be, you know, my my protein intake is is around one fifty to one sixty per day. Let's say I hit that, you know, a little bit before dinner, right? And that would be like fantastic. I'd be wow, hit that pretty early. And I got 800 calories until I reach what I need to hit for calories. I'm still going to track what I eat, but I'm not going to be concerned as much about what it is. So that sure. might mean Hey, have some have some pasta, meatballs, or you know wh- whatever we're having for for dinner that day, and I just make Stop sure I'm it. underneath Taco my...
0: Bell and get that crunch wraps Yeah,
1: or... boy, that's Cam's that's advice. I love that, dude. The nice about being dairy free cuts out a lot of calories, dude. <laughs> yeah, I got that going for But I think that's like I don't know. I can see a lot of people if you just need a place to start with tracking that's a pretty easy way to do it. Track your protein and backfill the rest and make sure you're hitting your calorie goal. That's two numbers to be hitting. And that's that's a good place to start, I think.
0: Yeah, you guys, the, the very vast majority of you are not pro athletes, nor are you getting ready for a show. So do you need to be super on point with your fats and your carbohydrates as much as your protein? No, I would argue not. Uh, like Cam said, the proteins and the and the calories um, are probably enough for most people. It's good to be educated on your carbs and your fats, but for purposes of what the most of us are trying to do, it's just not as necessary. Um, and it makes it a little bit easier to do flexible dieting. Another big, I like to do that voice whenever I mm-hmm. use a uh, super trendy fitness term. <laughs> But yeah, just try to fit it inside of there any way that you want and or need or please. I I don't want to say need because you definitely don't need to. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing that crunch Crunchwrap Supreme and you tell yourself that you need it today, (laughs) you know, GFY, but still love you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, dude, I think I think it's a pretty solid, pretty solid little uh, cast for the uh, the friends today. What? Give them some action items. Your action for the week, guys. Actually, I'm going to hijack this. Is become the fitness influencer you wish that you could have had.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't get to like 10,000 followers by the end of the month, dude, you're doing it wrong. Just do no, one of those. Um, it.
0: do one of those super cringy reels where you post about the 20 people that follow you and call them oh, like, yeah. legends or something, and then have like. 5,000 people instantly follow you because they're like, I love this person. And then you can post your cash app and say, guys, I need some help. I need new lifting shoes.
1: Here's my Amazon wish list. <laughs> do do that one. right, But you know what you think about this though, dude? Like this is one thing that like, like Alex Eubanks was saying, because he's like pretty out there about like his, uh, he, he's a Christian. He's pretty like out there about his faith and he'll get DMS he like posted like a Bible verse or something, whatever in a Snapchat This is what he was saying on the podcast. And he was getting comments to people being like, dude, how can you be a Christian? But like have clickbait videos and like you monetize it. And he's like, okay, well, I'm a pretty outspoken like Christian influencer. So what if my clickbait gets people to watch it? And then they, you know, it, it can still be a good thing. Right. So you think about this, it's like, Guys, if you feel like posting something Clickbait is and sinful. you think it might help, it might like help someone like who cares? Yeah, sure. If you do that, like semi semi cringy, like, oh, dude, 300 legends or whatever. It's like, all right, we'll do whatever. If that gets people to your to your and page, we'll, and and you're we'll, being, we'll tease
0: you about it. And that's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like nothing wrong with it. It's like you're still trying to encourage people. And it's like, whatever, dude, like, I don't know. But also, like, posting stuff on Instagram, it's like maybe it'll motivate you. Uh, who knows? Like, I don't know. Posting your fitness sort of journey and your progress and all that—like, why not?
0: Dude, there's there's nothing wrong with posting that on, on social media, even if you are cringy initially, um, or if you stay cringy, it's fine too. Just don't put, uh, just don't post your butthole. Nobody wants that um <laughs> good yeah
1: good you know good point andrew i'm glad that that needed to be said
0: well hey dude you know, only only fans continues to grow every single day and thankfully we've stayed off of it all, up until this point so let's Thank go another you, yeah. day cam let's uh let's keep our our wives and families proud
1: it's just um, day by day of me and Andrew fighting the urge to start an account and just sell out. We we start a fired
0: up, yeah. That's like that's like the the next level beyond going beyond a fired up podcast calendar. You know that's that's like you guys get the full the full thing.
1: Yeah, that's right, dude. Oh my god, we should do that. That's a good idea. Passive and only fans indico. Yeah, right. Come become like muscle daddies or whatever.
0: And only fans, but we. We trick everybody with suggestive photos before you're in, and then once you get in, it's just all educational fitness content.
1: It yeah, it's all it's all like Andrew's like webinars and articles and <laughs> encouragement. What? Oh dude, you you thought you were gonna get off, dude? Nah man. That'd be
0: that'd be quite the uh, quite the business move, Cam. I think maybe we should. And then it's a great talking point because people, hey, what do you do? What do you do for your part time gig, Cam oh, I'm on
1: Only. I'm on OnlyFans, dude. Cam
0: hands him a little little QR code business card and says, "Hey, here's my OnlyFans. And check yeah, it, it out, like,
1: dude. You're gonna want to sit down when you watch that. Get you're a gonna want to.
0: You're gonna want to see this with your family.
1: You're gonna, yeah. <laughs> oh God, dude." But
0: on the, on the family TV in the den.
1: Okay. All right.
0: (laughs) And then they open it up and it's just the fired up podcast for 118 episodes.
1: That's right. Yeah. 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 Episode one starts playing. I think that's dude, guys, post something about your fitness journey, tag us in it and we'll encourage you. You will get minimum two likes minimum.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We want to see you guys successful. I mean, that's why we do this shit. We don't do it, obviously, yeah. for fame and glory, even though we have both of those at this point. Um, we're here for <laughs> you guys, and we want to see you successful. So please keep us involved and let us or help us help you to be a part of the community and fill the shoes of all the big names that have gone before us.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I that's was like, right. I'm going
0: like, to tear up thinking about it. I'm like,
1: <laughs> Rich Piana, come back. This one's back. for
0: you. This one's for you, Rich, RP. Oh,
1: yeah. One of the best workouts we ever had.
0: Next up on the Fire Up Podcast, Cam and I are going to do Rich Piana's 8-Hour Arms Workout for 1 inch in 1 day added. And uh, (laughs) thanks, guys. If you got something out of this podcast, (laughs) make sure that you share it with somebody. Please uh, do us that favor. And if you did not get anything out of it, please do not share it because we don't deserve that. But you guys know the deal. Value exchange. And hope you have a good week.
1: Love you. The life I deserve Bless Fuck a vacay I feel better at work I mean whatever it's worth I give whatever I'm worth Blessings on blessings on blessings Look at my life man That's lessons on lessons on lessons I treat the being like it's a reverend I tell the truth like Father forgive me These
0: are all my confessions